Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is December the 17th, 2019. Strong hand. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. In motion, value your wealth in Bitcoin. One Bitcoin goes one Bitcoin. And yeah, it's unconfiscatable and I'm offended by selling, but I got that conviction, baby. Hello, my elite friends. If you're in the chat, if you're watching this live, you can do a super chat. I'll answer your question. You can type in Bitcoin Meister. I will answer your question. If you're watching this tape, play the 2X so you get through real fast and you maximize your time. Time is money, baby. All right. Remember, check out DisruptMeister.com. We've had some great shows lately. Yesterday's show was awesome. Saturday's Beyond Bitcoin show. Friday, this week in Bitcoin show was great with Jeet and Benny and JW. Maybe some of you got freaked out. And Thursday, Trace Mayer was freaking on the show. So check out, check that out. I'm tweeting all day on TechBalt on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Follow me there. That's uh. You got to get involved in the whole Bitcoin Meister ecosystem. You got to be on Twitter also, man. You got to learn over there. All right. Yeah, it's late at night, but I got that conviction, baby. I got that strong hand. I'm here. I'm here for you, baby. So let us, yesterday's show, um, this tweet was tweeted out either during my show or right before my show. So I didn't get it until after my show. But man, this is a good tweet from Bitcoin Budgie. I haven't said his name for a while. But I'm glad to see him tweeting. Bitcoin is a savings account. The real Bitcoin volume is the volume that is not moving. I love that. But rather being held by strong hands who refuse to sell. I like that interpretation. I'm not down with the trading volume. People are, oh, look how much was traded today. No, I'm, I like the holding volume. I like the savings volume, baby. Pound that like button. Good tweet there. Retweet that thing, people. It's linked to below. So I notice in our cryptocurrency space, maybe you've noticed it also, a lot of people are cranky. I mean, if you want long-term thinking instead of crankiness, you're in the right place, baby. Because you can live in the doom hole and never get out of it. And, and be cranky and look on the dark side of things. Oh, woe is me. Even though this has happened before, this is the end. Or you can travel around the world, baby. You can be in that hole, stay in one place. Or in other words, you can be in motion. And baby, when you're in motion, you are happy. So right here, you know the Bitcoin Meister is always in motion, always doing things. I'm finding new stuff for you every day. Don't, if you if you're down with if you're like man I'm not feeling good, I I don't like the vibe that's out there, dudes. Well, you just get away from that vibe. Be in motion. Come on over here, baby. Here the vibe is sublime. Pound that like button. Now here's a vibe that I'm not down with, and I I hope this vibe doesn't come to our, our space in, into Bitcoin, but it kind of has. Real Visions Housing Week. I just saw this randomly. Okay. Um, I think it was on Twitter I saw this. Real Visions Housing Week. They have fancy sets and graphics over at Real Visions, so people like to watch that. Um, <laughs> okay, Boomer versus Broke Millennial Series. 
you know, I, what's up with ripping on the millennials or ripping on the boomers or pitting them against each other? Dude, Bitcoin doesn't discriminate. I know plenty of boomers who have reached out to me on the internet and left great comments. I don't blame them for anything. People are like, oh, the boomers have put us into this situation. The boomers have put us into this situation? Who's us and what situation? You put yourself into your own situation, dude. Some Somebody born in 1949 didn't put you in any, any situation. Okay, you, you put yourself in this situation if you were born in 1992. Okay, so I'm telling you this. I like the boomers. I like the millennials. I'm not pitting them against each other. That's the beauty of Bitcoin. We can have millennials here. We can have uh, boomers here. We can have Craig Ship's fathers here, who is like 92 years old. And that's what the greatest generation, that's my my grandmother could be here. She's going to turn 97 in a couple of days if she knew how to use computers. But anyway, <laughs> so no, I, I'm not, a lot of people though in this space like the boomer this, millennial, you millennial, ah, the crankiness, the crankiness. Come on, people. Come on, people. This is, it's all cyclical, man. Were you here in 2015? Probably not. It was cranky then. It's cranky now. But dude, when things get rolling, I mean, you guys are cranky now. You were here back in the summer when we had that very unexpected uh, fiat freak jump to like 13,000. Everybody was happy. Imagine that euphoria. It'll come back. You see, the thing with Bitcoin that you got to get used to, you long-term thinkers, is most of the t- most of the time the vibe is is cranky people, but they're not long-term thinkers. They're just in in for the next day's rush, the next hit. They're trading. They're losing all the time. So yeah, the, the, a lot of the vibe in, in the in, on social media in Bitcoin uh, during a four-year cycle, it'll be negative most of the time. It'll be negative, but that's why you got to remove yourself from that. You can always find positive people. And another thing, people complain, oh, it's so toxic. It's so toxic. Who would want to be in Bitcoin? You see, that's the thing. The institutions that are buying up Bitcoin and plan to buy up Bitcoin and have all these on-ramps that they're getting ready to use, they don't like play around on Twitter. They don't know about the vibe at all. They just care about making a lot of money, okay? So um, so that's why in this space, we can have a, you know people panicking most of the time and then have these spikes of euphoria, but the, the long-term thinker, big institutions, they don't give a darn. They're not into, they're not into emotions. They're, they're not uh, into the emotions of social media. All right. Uh-oh. Hope I didn't wake anybody up. Um, uh, it's, it's late here. It's late here. And there's someone that's, that lives upstairs. So I gotta, you know, gotta be polite. I'm in Tucson, Airbnb, baby. All right. Let's see. All right. We got people in the chat. What's up, you freaks? We got all sort. Oh, we got some West Coasters in there. I see uh, a Seattle dude in the house. So we're two years since the all-time high, though. All right. Two years for you fiat freaks. Two years ago on this very day, it was at all-time high. Now, let, let, let's explore something here. If you bought, and this is linked link to below from Bitstein. If you bought Bitcoin the day, that day, and every day since you would be up almost 13%. Bitcoin is an incredible store of value for low time preference savers. Okay. So it it is an incredible store of value for low time. Even if you bought on the all time high every single day since then, you'd be up 13%. So yeah, that's a store of value right there. Your value. It, It went up in value. In fact, 
You kept your value, went up in value for you fiat freaks, for you dollar cost averagers, for you non-traders. So again, low time preference savers. That, that's me. That's me. I qualify as one of them. A low, but most of, most people out there, they're not savers at all. They're spenders. Yeah, you're not you're not going to do well here. Okay, um, change your ways. You can change your way. You can you could be a long term thinker. You you could be a twenty percenter. You don't have to be impulsive. You can pound that like button right this second. So speaking about impulsive, there there's some threads around Twitter about Eurochain, and it's a proof of concept by the European Central Bank. It doesn't exist yet. Okay. It's their theoretical um, cryptocurrency. It's their theoretical central bank cryptocurrency, centrally controlled. And I linked to their white paper or their description of it below. You can read all about it. But people were immediately reacting like it actually exists. It doesn't exist. It's proof of concept. They wrote a paper about it. People spazzing out without reading the whole darn thing. Okay, that I, I know you don't like central banks, but just you don't have to go that wild, dudes. And the thing is, am I a fan of central banks? Nah, I, I could. I don't really care. And I say, they're doing us a favor. Let them write their white paper. Let them make their euro chain. Okay, they already got a name for it. Sounds pretty generic, right? <laughs> Let them do it. The eighty percenters will use it. Some people will get into Bitcoin. It will help Bitcoin in the long run. All of these cryptocurrencies that companies create, that they will create, that central banks will create, it will help Bitcoin in the it will help because you got you got to realize something in the real world in the outside world hardly anybody knows what cryptocurrency is right now so if a, 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 the european central bank starts using it uh, has their own cryptocurrency there'll be a heck of a lot more people in uh, some sophisticated people who should have known about it will now know about it and they'll get into bitcoin got to take a positive spin but here let's let me read you can get shirts like this linked to below by the way uh central bank digital currency research and uh, all right. And so I say good luck to these people, but they say our latest research shows that it is possible to build a simplified payment system for central bank digital currencies. Such a system would safeguard users' privacy for low value transactions while ensuring that higher value transfers are subject to anti money laundering checks. I think people spazzed out right there because obviously there will be no privacy. Excuse me. There will be no privacy uh, with a, a central bank uh, cryptocurrency, and, and they say at the same time, subject to anti-money laundering checks. I mean, okay. Talk out, talk, uh, talk uh, out of both sides of their mouths there. But that's fine. I mean, you, you don't have to use the euro chain when it comes into existence. No one has to use that. You can use Bitcoin. You you, you can use cash still, probably at that point too. Oh, the 2020s are going to be wild, dude. We are just a 14, two weeks away. Wow. Oh, yeah. I guess it'll be New Year's Eve tonight in, in a two weeks. In a two, Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. So speaking about Europe, uh, Fidelity is a big institutional on-ramp for Bitcoin. What Fidelity is doing here, Fidelity moves to establish new digital asset business supporting European institutional investors. It's linked to below their... Uh, their press release. And I'm not going to get into, I mean, all of these companies, when we read press releases like this, they are just laying down the foundation for something huge. Okay. Are there a bunch of institutional investors that are going to be using this fidelity thing in Europe right away? No, 
but they're at least they got the tracks down. They got their land down the groundwork. And for all the people that are saying, oh, this cryptocurrency is just a fad. Why are all these huge institutions, they're laying down the groundwork. They're not just doing it for the heck of it. They're setting up the infrastructure that is going to make money flow, all, huge amounts of money flow into this space. The in, so every one of these stories we hear about, uh, Fidelity, Wells Fargo, uh, I can't even think about all of them now, ICE, all right, doing all sorts of groundwork, laying down the groundwork, laying down the rails so that they'll easily be able to get all these institutions, all sorts of money flowing in. And they're not doing it. It's like they're not doing it because they don't think it's going to be huge. They're doing it because they think it's going to be huge. They want to be ready. They want to be able to make lots of money. It's just it's just not for the heck of it. You got to remember that when you went and then what people get obsessed with is like, oh, it's taking so long to happen. It hasn't happened yet. Why, why haven't they made it? Uh, why isn't their product finalized yet? Just wait. Let them work on their products. Let them let them delay their products from coming out. Um, it will all happen. You just have to have a low, uh, low time prime preference, right? Long term thinking. Don't be impulsive. Strong hand on that Bitcoin, baby. Don't let go of that magical stuff. Oh, and we got questions in the comment section that I'm going to answer in a second. Uh, reminder to everyone. Uh, oh, here. Yeah, I almost, I almost skipped this, something big there. My, oh, This is from the comment section. My only concern about the halving is that Litecoin didn't move. So he, he's saying because the Litecoin halving wasn't spectacular, that Litecoin hasn't gone to the moon, that that you know he's worried about the Bitcoin having, even though, I mean, we can go back and see. You see, you should be comparing the 2020 Bitcoin having situation to the 2016 Bitcoin having situation. Since price slowly goes up beforehand, levels off, then the next year, woo! So I, I, I would compare Bitcoin apples to apples instead of apples to prunes i mean what what is litecoin there okay so there are all these people they think they can make these litecoin bitcoin comparisons you really got to stop doing that people i you i know some of you've got bags of litecoin and you want it to be the next bitcoin bitcoin is the next bitcoin i know charlie lee's a great dude i know litecoin was created it wasn't to scam anyone. And I know there are great Litecoin people out there. It's not Bitcoin. It's nowhere close to Bitcoin. It's not comparable to Bitcoin in most ways. Okay. So you see a having in like everyone was excited about the Litecoin having. Great. But it's not the same thing. It's just, it's just not the same thing. And we've lived through this before. Okay. We've seen Litecoin's been around for as long as I've been in this space since 2013. Okay. I bought my first Bitcoin in uh, November of uh, 2013. All right. My first two Bitcoin and Litecoin was around then. All right. It's nothing spectacular. Okay. It's not, you travel around the world. They're not, they're not Litecoin conferences. Then people aren't, there's one Litecoin conference like once a year. That's great. That's better than most altcoins. But I, I travel around. People don't ask me. Uh, it, it's, it's about Bitcoin. Okay. They, they, they don't really know about Litecoin. It, it's just an, it's an altcoin. That's all it is, dudes. But, um, they're also, when, when this question was, so yeah, you, People don't worry. 
if you're dealing with Manhattan real estate, okay, do you worry about what's going on with Butte, Montana real estate? Seriously, that, that, that's your comparison right there. I mean, if there was if there was a nuclear bomb that exploded in the United States, then yeah, it would have effect on Butte real estate and on uh, on Manhattan real estate, okay? But that's that's like catastrophic. The whole world would be changing at that point, all right? So people don't say, oh, you know, the, the, the Butte real estate, it's, it's going down. So I'm worried that my Manhattan real estate holdings are going to go down. No, that, that just doesn't happen. So don't so think of it that way. Litecoin is Butte, Montana, and Bitcoin is Manhattan real estate. All right. And, and another comment that was underneath that dude's comment was um, someone reminded us that the Bitcoin ha having is not an overnight thing. And I got to remind everyone, even though I just did that two minutes ago, I got to remind you again. The day of the having, we have parties, we're happy, but nothing happens. Nothing magical happens that day. It's just they, it, it, the mi miner's mind is half as much Bitcoin. That's it. The reward gets cut in half. All right. That's all that happens. There's no big price spike that day. I think it went down a little bit that day, if I can remember correctly, from 2016. It's not all of a sudden you're not in heaven. Okay. It is something that there's having hype beforehand. There's a little bit of a letdown afterwards. And then the whole ecosystem starts to feel that there's less Bitcoin out there, okay? Starts to realize the miners have hoarded it. The miners aren't, aren't dumping it as much as before, okay? So there's scarcity that wasn't there beforehand. And that's when the price starts to go up. And that's what started happening in 2017 until it went berserk. Um, so it's, it's a whole huge cycle. It is not an overnight thing, all right? And it starts beforehand. And we're getting close to it, the beforehand part. We're getting close to the beforehand part when you'll, you'll start to notice some things. But in 2015, just like now, uh, before the 2016 halving, boy, the price was going down quite a bit in, in terms of fiat, quite a bit, a few times. All right? And people thought it was the end of the world at 400 to $300. They, they, were at, they threw up their hands and they left. I mean, you don't want to... People are going to look at back on this one day and see it in that same light. People watching this in 2028 right now are going to be laughing the same way we are laughing at people who dropped out of Bitcoin because they couldn't take it any longer because it had gone all the way up to 400 from 200. And, and it was they, they knew it was on its way back to 1100 and then it went to 300. They couldn't deal with it anymore. And it was on its way back to 1100 because we, even though we are now two years away from our all-time high, we're one day closer to the next all-time high. You fiat freaks, pound that like button. Uh, yeah, so I'll be uh, in El Paso, Texas, January fourteenth to uh, February eleventh. And people ask me, Adam, how do you travel the world? How do you do, how do you do that? It's so much money. Again, people, how do I do it? It cost me two dollars and ninety nine cents for my bus ticket. That will take me from here in Tucson to Albuquerque, to, to, excuse me, to El Paso. I don't even know where I'm going. To El Paso. Uh, it'll go through New Mexico, but of course. Um, so, yeah, that's how I do it. You got to be a long-term thinker and a long-term planner. And you actually have to, you know, before you, you like doubt like that someone can travel the world, you should try it. I mean, you should research it, actually. 
there, there are there are opportunities like that where you could pay two dollars and ninety nine cents to travel three hundred eighteen miles. That's that's life. I mean, that's that's thinking. That's research. And I know a lot of people are just impulsive reactionaries. That's an example of uh, doing research, not being impulsive, not throwing up my hands in the air, saying, "Oh, I can never travel the world. It's so expensive." It's not that expensive. Two dollars and ninety nine cents. When you and I bought it in advance, that's why it costs so cheap. It, it's, I planned in advance. You got to plan things out, people. All right, uh, coin market cap has a job section, and I had not heard of this before. And they, I don't know if they just don't like uh, they don't like uh, promoting it. And uh, I, I don't know what, what their deal is, but and and it costs. Uh, people are. Posting jobs on this coin market cap uh, jobs page, and I link to it below. I think it's a great idea, but so many people go there. And uh, well, and they also have a job seeker. You you can be a job seeker and sign up there, and I guess post your resume there. I create a profile there. If I if if you're looking for a job or you're even considering looking for a job in the space, I would I would post something there. I would post my information there. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose at all. It costs one hundred fifty dollars, not not for you to post your stuff, but it costs one hundred fifty dollars for these people to post jobs on there. And I see one of them. One of them is clearly in Asia, and it's wanting clearly wanting an American style person to do public relations for them. And and so it involves no technical skill whatsoever. And I have discussed this on my show before that this exact scenario that you can contact these Asian companies. They need people with American marketing skills. They don't have the same skills over there for some reason. First, being an English speaker, that, that's great already. But um, Americans are the best marketers on the planet. And are good. It, it just comes natural to us for some reason. I guess because we're inundated with advertisements on our lives. I have no idea. What, but I, I mean, I have traveled around. And I can tell you this. Uh, so... Here we go. The, the funny, the, the company out there that's uh, offering this public relations officer is, uh, now I, again, I'm not recommending you work for this company, but it's just funny. I, I, the first blockchain for smart cities, they call themselves, bcbchain.io. They're based in Singapore. And, and this is just a random opportunity that is on this page. There, there are other opportunities on the page. It's just, there's so many people out there that are so doom and gloom and say, oh, I can't get a job. I can't get this. I can't do this. I mean, anyone that's got like, that's been active on crypto Twitter, has a few followers, knows how to talk to people, they could probably get this job, okay? <laughs> if, if, if you can talk the talk a little bit, if you've ever made a video, um, if, you, if you've made just like three videos and you have four followers, you probably could get this job, okay? The opportunity, there's so much opportunity out there in this space and, and it's just growing and growing and growing. Uh, so that that's just something that I... That for real out there, that's that's for you can see for your with your own eyes that there are jobs posted on Coin, and I hope people post more jobs there. But if you're a job seeker, post your stuff there, because some of the I'm sure some companies there are just silently trolling and just will go through all the jobs the applicants there and just be like, oh, well, I'll just contact this guy. I don't know any better. I'm Singapore. I'm in Singapore. I speak English, but I, I this guy's from Tulsa. This guy's from Baltimore. I don't know the difference. I'll hire them all. I don't care. All right, pound that like button. So. Uh, something else that um, is on the coin market. I, I explored the coin. I explored coin market cap a little bit today. Interest.coinmarket.coin. 
coinmarketcap.com. Now, you can go to this page, but don't be tempted by it. it. Weak hands are going to be tempted by this page if they ever find out about it. It lists all of the places where you can give up your precious Bitcoin and altcoins to third parties where they will give you interest, and it lists the interest rates. So some of you might be interested in seeing what the current uh, interest rates are to trick 80 percenters into giving up their precious Bitcoin. Not the trick. It's not a trick. It's, I mean, it's them being gullible. I, I shouldn't have said trick. I mean, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. You shouldn't have a, if you do, you are a weak hand. You are a weak hand. If you give up your precious Bitcoin to get 6% interest, a yearly 6% interest rate, when, and they're not going to let you keep it there for a year either, or they might go defunct after a year and take it all, take 100%. That would be a, that wouldn't be too funny, would it? I, I mean, you can, instead, you hold your own Bitcoin on your Trezor, you sign up for the airdrops, you get the forks, crypto dividends. Who knows what interest rate you will get on that? But the sure thing is your Bitcoin is in your possession and you've got a strong hand on it. You got a weak hand when you give it up to these uh, interest people. But I'm providing the link anyway. I thought I, I know when people stumble upon this, many people are going to be tempted by it. You shouldn't be tempted by it because you're watching Mr. Stronghand right here. All right, so I, do do me well and and don't don't uh, don't fall for it, dudes. Uh, and Matt Odell had a very interesting uh, terminology that I term that I had not heard before. All right, I'm just seeing Guy Bennett's in the house. Oh, I haven't seen him there for a while. No questions. Good. But so we'll, we'll end it here with so – I got to take a shower. Got to fix this dew uh, and shave this uh, dew. All right, Matt O'Dell, Shotgun KYC. Now, what's Shotgun KYC? I love it. Those people, they think, hey, I'm, I'm a big player. I'm on this uh, no KYC exchange. I got my Bitcoin stored here. I'm going back between Bitcoin and Litecoin and Ethereum and Ripple and Tether. Look at this. Look at this. I'm doing so well. I'm making more Bitcoin. All right. Now it's time to get my Bitcoin off this KYC exchange. Uh-oh. They just changed their policy. Or they just changed their policy for you because you did something suspicious. And the only way you're going to get your Bitcoin off now is if you give your KYC information, which includes a picture of your passport or driver's license. Uh-oh, you're not so anonymous anymore. Uh-oh, you've got some big tax act implications all of a sudden. Uh-oh, that is your shotgun wedding, your shotgun KYC right there. You don't know when that's going to happen. Does it happen a lot? No, it doesn't happen a lot. But these exchanges in Asia or wherever, they can change their policy at any time. They can consider you a criminal at any time too. Maybe <laughs> a lot can happen. You don't store your Bitcoin on these exchanges, okay? You get it off as, as quick as possible, and uh, you don't put it back on there uh, to, to play games with it, uh, to get interest on it and whatnot, because you might get the shotgun KYC wedding. All right, that is it. I think I feels like I left something out. Let me just make sure. I didn't anything All right, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like this video, share this video, check out the uh, links below, bang the bell button, pound that like button, and I will say hi to everybody in the chat. 
New show here every single day. Remember that. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This is Trace Mayer, and you're listening to Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Anyways, this is a public service announcement about the annual celebration of Proof of Keys. That's where the entire community withdraws all their Bitcoins to addresses where they hold the private keys and run a full node. So visit proofofkeys.com to learn more about why and how you should participate. And please make a small change to your Twitter handle to show your support. Thanks.